going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 203 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Catchphrase! (laughs) Yeah, you gotta get one still. This week we're geeking out about Pokemon, Marvel movie news that isn't Disney news uh, for the movie side of things, and then I guess TV kind of goes back to to Disney stuff. We gotta get Disney in there somewhere. I guess so. They're taking over, guys, so... It's true. Eventually, they'll play the game Monopoly. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> but very special shout out to our patrons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace. Specifically, Ryan Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, David Corey, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., and Hannah Goose. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, and we couldn't be doing this without you. Thanks. Well, let's get into the gaming for the week. I will cut mine short. Playing Witcher. Got done with Heart of Stone DLC. Nothing new. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I got one more DLC left, and then I'll move on to something else. Maybe. Maybe. There's a lot of game, <laughs> even after I get all the story stuff done. So we'll see. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to play something else at some point. Yeah. I'm locked in. Uh, but what about you, LJ? What are you playing? Um, I got a few things. I finished Telltale's Batman, uh, Enemy Within. Ooh. Cool. W- which is really cool. I found out with that one, I'm not going to give any major details away, so that way people can go play it. But apparently there's two different ways that the Joker can turn out in that oh. game. That's because cool. they they kind of loosely, inter- like the first season has been out for a while, but... He gets introduced in the first season as, you know, and you're like, oh, that's probably him. And so Batman has a kind of this relationship with the Joker that is very different from the way you interact, the way Batman interacts with him in anything else, in my opinion. Okay. And so it's really cool. Like uh, this, one, this game, it kind of tells you how you leave relationships at the end of each episode. So like there was something I did where it said... Um, like a Joker was guilt ridden and stuff like that, like oh. things, th- yeah, things like that. I um, don't know if I like that. The well, Joker yeah, feeling so, guilty about anything seems really strange. Well, yeah, so it's like Joker in his early stages, really. Um, okay, but thing things like that though, it's like uh, Amanda Waller's in it, and so it'll be like if you do something to make her mad, it'll be like Amanda Waller was furious or whatever, like at the end of each episode. Mm-hmm. and uh, th- things like that, all the different characters you interact with. Uh, so that was really cool. I recommend people go play that. Uh, it's I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I played World War Z again. Oh, my brother picked it up on sale, and so I was kind of happy to, to get back into that. Uh, World War Z is it's a third-person shooter in the style of kind of like Left 4 Dead, but okay. it, has, it has swarms, kind of like uh, if you all have seen the movie. Uh, how the zombies are in massive swarms like that, or kind of like Days right. Gone in, in a way. Yeah. Um, so th- uh, that game involves dealing with zombie swarms and things like that. Uh, there'll be like defense points where you throw some turrets up, throw some traps up, things like that. Ga- that game is super fun. I, I'd recommend it if anybody out there le- really likes Left 4 Dead 2, I would recommend World War Z. I think it's inexpensive. It's like a $30 game or something too. Cool. So I dig that. And then... I also got, um, this one was actually a gift, um, the Disney Classics Collection. And so this is that collection with Lion King and Aladdin, the 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 Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way I got this was, uh, I was part of a, was part of a community gift exchange with Love Thy Nerd. I was like, oh, this, this looks fun. You know, like, um, we're all in, in their community group. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to participate. And so... Uh, I had received my gift recently, and they sent me a sweet LTN hoodie. Cool. So that, so that was fun. And then uh, one of the games was on my wish list uh, was the Disney Classics Collection. And so that is a really good collection if you like those games. Awesome. Yeah. It's I, got... It has Lion King, right? Yeah. I well, love so to it replay has, that because I played that a lot as a kid. And I don't it remember it being Lion as difficult King as people say it is. So it is it is difficult. What What... What they do in that game is that you have a rewind feature that you can use. Okay. And so it makes it so much easier. And there's also save states. 
Save states. Nice. Yeah, and so I played through that game in like a... I mean, I'm sure you could beat it in a couple hours, but it was cool because though I was still having a hard time with it, I was able to kind of just keep keep at it. And so I got all the way up to Adult Simba. That's the level I left off in. That's where I, like, fail. So the game is really easy to me. I should, like, state, though, I'd get to Adult Simba and I'd be completely lost as a kid. But everyone says that the hard part was, like, the stampede, and the stampede mm-hmm. was super easy to me. Yeah, I think none of it in in retrospect is really that hard. It's just the way the game does challenge you. It's one of those things where if you do master patterns, then you'll understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a move I didn't know that young Simba had that I don't remember doing is how he has the little downspin attack. Yeah. Almost kind of like Sonic. I was like, what? I was like, I've been playing this game for years and I didn't know he had that. <laughs> but then I also thought, I was like, well, I couldn't get past this part if I didn't know that was there. So I'm like, maybe I did. It had just been so long. Um, so the features of this game, the Sega Genesis version and Super Nintendo versions of the Lion King are there so with cool. the Japanese version, which play the Super Nintendo version because that the sound chip in, in that console was a lot better than the Genesis. Really? Yes. So the music sounds much better. The audio sounds much better. Yeah. Um, for Aladdin, things are a little bit different. I believe it's the Sega Genesis version that's in there and the Super Nintendo one's not in there because I think that was a Capcom game. Um, so the version that is there is a final cut bug free version, uh, that they did specifically for this collection. And then they have a demo version, which I'm not sure what that is. Maybe that was just like an old like test version that they put at conventions or whatever. Um, and then the last kind of really huge features that I really liked are they have this like museum section where you could watch videos, uh, interviews like from people that worked on the game in the past. That's cool. And so you can literally watch the reveal event for the Lion King movie and video game on there. Okay. So they had this event with like a region, you know, like music from that region of Africa and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, and so it was basically just interviews with, with people talking about the game. I think the one with Lion King was actually an older documentary. And then the one for Aladdin, I think it was like newer cause they were more like talking, you know, like about the past and working on Aladdin and things like that. So it reminds me of like watching features on a Blu-ray or a DVD okay. because it has, it has all those and you can listen to the soundtracks for all the versions of the games. Mm-hmm. You can look at art and things like that. So that sounds so cool. Yeah. Outside of the actual games themselves, which I think are still really cool. The extra features are, are really nice. So that's what I've been up to. Cool. And we mentioned, you mentioned Love Thy Nerd. For those who don't know what yes. Love Thy Nerd is, they are another nonprofit uh, that they're very evangelism focused. So they will go to conventions and they will play board games with people. As of right now, that's our experience anyways with them. They'll sit down and play board games with you, hand out lanyards that say Love Thy Nerd. And then they actually get these relationships with people uh, over the course of the next, like, like the whole weekend uh, in which, you know, people go, what is this Love Thy Nerd about? And they get to kind of share the gospel that way in a very yeah. natural way. It's really cool. Shelly, what have you been playing? Uh, I've actually started playing two games. One's a demo uh, that kind of feeds into the news, I suppose. So That's all good. Uh, yeah, the there's a Pokemon Direct, and they only had two different news points. But the first news point was that they are releasing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX in March. It's like March 6th or something. And yeah. Yeah. I just remember watching the direct and I was like, okay, it's just going to be Sword and Shield stuff. Probably stuff I don't care about. But <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was one of my favorite games as a kid. Especially Red Rescue Team. It's got like kind of like a yeah, painted look to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it has really the, the cool, new one does. Yeah, it has a cool like watercolor almost uh, effect that it has. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, basically, if you haven't heard about it, it's a remake of the original Mystery Dungeon games. So that's a red and red rescue team and blue rescue team. Blue was on the DS, I believe, and red was on the Game Boy. I had a Game Boy one, so I played that a lot, and I had no yeah. idea how much nostalgia. I would feel when playing that demo. Like <laughs> the cool. music, they they did uh, sort of reorchestrate the music, but it sounds, you know, it's still very similar to the original. And I like 
just opening that menu, right, was just all of these <laughs> memories flooded back. Like, I did not realize how much of an impact that game had on my life until I played that demo. And, and like, every single thing that happened, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, because I think you were one of the people I've heard talk about that game before and talk about how good it was. So yeah. when I heard that announcement, I was kind of excited. I'm yeah, I've so never played them. I think I own a couple of, I don't think the original uh, but other mystery dungeons throughout the generations. Yeah, there's a so yeah, there's the that original Game Boy slash DS one. They released one on the. They released Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness. So I had Darkness. My sister had Time though, so we had kind of played it together. And I think that was on the DS. They released also Explorers of Sky, which I guess was really good, but I never owned that hmm. one. And then they had Super Mystery Dungeon on the 3DS that I got, but it wasn't that good, so I didn't finish it. But. Aww. Yeah, it's great because it really feeds to my interests and things I actually want out of the game, but also things I want out of Pokemon because I love story and I love characters. And Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is pretty story-based. It's pretty story cool. story and character-based. Um, and it's all Pokemon, right? Exactly. There's no humans. You're that human. Awesome. The whole story, the whole premise of all of the Explorer games um, are that you are a human who treats gets transformed into Pokemon, and you have to figure out why. And Detective Pikachu. Like, oh. Yeah, I was going to say, so wait a minute, Detective like Pikachu Detective has Pi Mystery Dungeon Yeah, roots. but those also have... It's it's a roguelike game, uh, kind of. I mean, it's a dungeon-based game. Okay. Yeah, apparently that's like a huge subgenre in Japan, because there's a Chocobo one, too. It's called Mystery Dungeon Everybody or something like that. Yeah, I kind of want to play that, because I'm like, oh, yeah. I like the Pokemon, I might, I might like this. Um, Probably. But yeah, what's cool is that they you take this little quiz at the beginning. It's like a personality test. And at the end of the test, it gives you... It assigns you a Pokemon, essentially. It says, like, we think what? you're like this. And you can choose a, a different Pokemon. They give you, like, 16 choices. I remember oh, okay. my original playthrough on the original Game Boy, I got Pikachu. And I think my huh. partner was Squirtle. Because you can choose your partner. Oh, cool. That's so you still cool. get a Pokemon Pokemon. But it does, it's not like other um mainline pokemon games where you choose your partner at the beginning and then mm -hmm. you can use them or not use them whatever this is like you basically choose your best friend because okay. you become That's best cool. friends you go on adventures together you start a rescue team together um yeah i'm a i'm a huge fan of it maybe it has problems but i'll never see them uh at least with those original <laughs> games um so I'm so, so stoked for it. I just wish I didn't have to wait till March. Also, why March? Because I also want to play Animal Crossing. And it's a full $60 We were game. literally talking about March stuff, I think, uh, maybe this that same day. Or I remember it was like around the same time we were talking about how yeah. many games are releasing that month. Yeah, it's nuts. Because it's uh, there's Persona 5, The Royal coming out. I yep. know the, a really big DLC is scheduled for March, but hopefully that'll come out for, for Three Houses. Um, mm -hmm. It's supposed to be coming out that month or earlier. So I'm really worried. I also am a little bit upset that it's a full sixty dollar game, Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, I, said. I agree. Remake, that's yeah. a, I don't really. That's a bit pricey. It's a bit pricey. Um, I'm probably still gonna get it, but I don't know why they would price it that high. They would have to fill it with a bunch of extra stuff. The most extra stuff we saw from the trailer were um, Mega Evolutions, so that obviously oh, cool. was not in the original ones. But I'm hoping they added a bunch more because at that point it's still worth, even with the cool, like recoloring, reorchestrating, I would go from like a $40 game to a $50 game maybe. But like 60, mm. I'm like full price, really? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I recommend getting the demo, try it out. The demo is actually fairly substantial and you can, they advertise that. Keeps your save, right? Yeah, it keeps your save. So you, oh, you cool. do start at the beginning of the game. Okay. It's not mm. just like a weird tutorial thing like it's the tutorial that you would have at the beginning of the game so that's like what they did with okay. octopath and dragon quest i yeah. love that about octopath getting to start the game early yeah mm -hmm. man i've watched uh so my fiance was playing octopath so i i did not play octopath personally this week but i've watched so much octopath it feels like i played it that game is so cool <laughs> it's just man i might ah oh, i shouldn't get it I have so many other games i need to play the other game I played, I didn't just play the demo. I just had to geek out about that a little bit because I'm <laughs> very passionate about that forgotten, once forgotten Pokemon series. Um, I played The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince, which I remember Joe oh, yeah. reviewed a while ago, um, but I finally picked up uh, 
fairly, like, like a couple months ago, I'm pretty sure I got it. But I got it at a discount. So it was on cool, sale. Cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll pick it up. And I finally motivated myself to play it. And I'm really liking it so far. It's very, it's pretty easy. Um, it's just escort the game, which is, I usually don't like escort <laughs> missions, but it's actually not bad. Um, it's also, I kind of view it like a visual novel. Like the introduction mm-hmm. is so long, <laughs> but I kind of was like, okay, this is like a visual novel with some gameplay elements. And I like it a lot more when I think about it. Cause the art style is amazing. Um, there's like heavy focus on the characters and like how they're feeling and stuff like that. So yeah, the whole premise of that is, well, I'd be giving away the entire introduction, so I won't say what the premise is, but okay. I was gonna say I think Joe has mentioned it in the past. Yeah, and you can really actually like go check out style. Joe's review. Yeah. Go read his review on geeksandgrace.com. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our style's amazing. I like the music. I'm enjoying it. I'm not done yet, but yeah. That's what I have been playing. Cool. Cool. Wing it into the news then. Uh, so before we stray too far from Pokemon, why don't we just get that one out of the way? Yeah. Um, so yeah. as we said before, um, Mystery Dungeon DX got announced. But also, uh, I was going to say Sun and Shield, but Sword and Shield, I was getting the two generations mixed up. Um, so Sword and Shield are, is getting expansions. Um, so I think they're 30 bucks a piece. They're coming out, I think, around June and fall. Uh, so they're, people are upset because this is adding a bunch of extra Pokemon that they said they couldn't put in yep. initially. It's expensive so, too. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, for an expansion pass to me, that's not expensive. $30 isn't bad. Oh, okay. 15 bucks per. Well, yeah. But yeah. Because then like, I think of publishers like Activision, Activision and EA and stuff that, they charge $50 for some of their uh, expansion passes. So that's not bad. But what's upsetting is people are, you know, they're adding all these Pokemon that they said, oh, yeah, we can't add those or whatever. Or they gave excuses for why they weren't adding more Pokemon. They gave a ton of excuses and they're like, oh, just kidding. You can't get all the Pokemon. But if you wanted them originally, (laughs) like, say, you know, me, right? Like, I like that they Mm -hmm. have all these Pokemon now, but I'm not willing to shell out $90. Mm-hmm. for a game yeah yeah cool yeah yeah um, i mean let me see I, just, I don't know wasn't how much was the zelda dlc was it, it was like 25 25 25 which isn't bad that's why i say this 25 30 dollar thing isn't bad but it sucks because you're giving people these co- this content that you said you could not do or, is it Thirty dollars for both DLCs, though, or for yes. each yep. DLC? Yes, it's thirty dollars. For... It's thirty dollars in total. I think it's for. Actually, I don't know. It might be for individual. Well, if it's the for both, is... then I'm on board. If it's for the weird each thing of them... is that they have a sword expansion and a shield expansion. Okay, they're they're the same thing, but you have to buy the expansion for the game you have. Got it. Okay, I was think I was like thirty dollars a piece for two different pieces of oh. DLC would be sixty bucks, and I was like, that's a lot for a season. Let me see. So the this is interesting because like they're actually new environments uh there's there's like new content there um so there's the isle of armor and the uh the crown tundra are the names of the dlc yeah and there's some like stuff in there that looks really interesting so they have yeah what and they haven't really confirmed this or anything they just showed the clips but it looks like um galarian forms of the three legendary canto birds those look really yes. cool. Um, they almost look like new Pokemon entirely. Yeah, they and they could be, right? Like, they just showed pictures yeah. of, like, oh, this guy just kind of looks like Zapdos. There's this mm-hmm. guy that like, kind of looks like Articuno and, you know, Moltres. Um, but they yeah. could be totally separate. And that's cool. Like, a lot of things they were kind of showing off looked, like, really cool. But I'm just upset that they lied. But, hey, Joe's not here. He can't banter with me anymore. About yeah, I mean, stuff. He'd be just like, "Oh, shut up," and I'll be just like, "Hey," but no, I, I do think fun. it it is wrong. To, it is wrong to tell your audience one thing and do another. the The way people are mad at this expansion stuff, I really don't think it's much different from the way publishers are already doing it. Mm-hmm. I think with the Switch in general, I think is is the way they're handling DLC 
like anybody else would now. Like, the Wii U days and stuff like that, they had some DLC for stuff, like Smash Bros. characters and things like that, but this is the first time I think they've really got on board with the way the industry has has been handling DLC. Yeah, like, I definitely yeah. think in the end it's way better. It's a way better decision to put out DLC in... Mm. Instead of, instead of a third a, game. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's so classic Pokemon to be like, hey, yeah. you already have this game, now buy it again, essentially. Like, that yeah. kind of sucked. So I'm glad if they have to do this, it's DLC. Um, I just know a lot of the rage is coming from the fact that um, a lot of this stuff should have been included in the first game. Yeah, for sure. Which I agree with. But yeah. So that's kind of the biggest news there, but I didn't... I didn't want to get too far away from Pokemon before we talked about that. Yes. Um, so the... Uh, let's see, I'll go with the other smaller news piece, but still pretty huge for fans. Um, Legends of Runeterra Open Beta is announced for late January. Uh, this is the League of Legends card game. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they're doing, the, they're, they're doing a bunch of these games that uh, they just announced uh, last year. And so this is kind of the first big one. And so I know we have a few card game players on on staff. And um, I know Jamie's a huge fan of, of card games and stuff like that. And he's a league player. So uh, this sounds like it should be cool if people are into League of Legends like that. And then... I think the uh, single player stuff is really exciting. For? For League of Legends. Mm. The stuff that they've announced for like single player campaign oh okay i thought you were talking about the card game i'm like what? No, yeah no, no the sing- yeah because there's all these this single player stuff they have they haven't really said what it necessarily is um they've announced the competitive shooter uh well they haven't announced the name for it but there's the competitive shooter that's like a cross between counter-strike and overwatch and then they have a fighting game which i'm super excited for yeah <clears throat> be cool um so yeah that's what's happening with uh league of legends right now and then the third and biggest piece of news that I was kind of saving for last is that Sony is not going to be at E3 again this year. Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, they weren't there last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think what people are freaking out on is that this is the year they're announcing a new console. But you don't necessarily need to be at E3 to do that. They're starting... Right. You know, there's all these conferences and other press events that these companies are doing that they can just do on their own. They don't need to be a part of the ESA to to do this stuff now. So And it's smart to save it for their state of plays because those haven't been mm-hmm. something that I've tuned into yet because I haven't really cared, but give me a state of play with a console and I'm going to yeah. go check that state of play out. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, the last four they did last year, they were okay, but they really didn't have a lot to show during last year because there was just all these, you know, smaller game announcements. But right. with a new console, they can do the state of play and hold an event somewhere, kind of like Nintendo did with the Switch announcement. They had the live stream and then they had the, the events in like New York and wherever else to where you could actually go play it and try it out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if they do that, I think they'd be totally okay with that. And then in this article, they say that they are going to other conventions, and with what that tells me is Gamescom in Germany, um, Paris Games Week, and things like that. They're going to these other conventions that are actually bigger than E3. E3 is not necessarily the biggest one. It's just a big one for us. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what's happening with gaming. Awesome. Um, what games are coming out this week? So we get two big ones. We have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which I will be reviewing. It looks cool. Super excited for that. Yeah, and then one that I think is going to be really cool for Persona fans and Fire Emblem fans alike is Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. Fire Emblem? Is that what the FE yes. stands for? Yes, and so this is basically mm-hmm. almost like... it's a Basically, it's not Persona necessarily, but the Fire Emblem characters are like Personas. I... I don't know how related to it is to the Shin Megami Tensai stuff, but I think it's in that same style. But you'll be getting Fire Emblem characters. Uh, for specifically, this game already came out in the Wii U, but for the Switch, it's a new release, and I think they're going to add characters from Three Houses as well. Cool. So that's exciting. And that's kind of the pull list. Awesome. Well, I 
have not seen any movies. I'm saying that, and then I'm trying to think because last week I was a mess. <laughs> what movies We're all have you a mess guys last seen this week? week? It's okay. I don't. I don't think I've watched any movies this week, which is really weird. Yeah, I was. I was. I watched trying, one. I was thinking really hard about this. <laughs> I watch. I play new games and I watch a new show, so I think I make up for it. But I there don't you think go. I watch any movies? <laughs> yeah. So I did watch one. I watched Ip Man, which is. The martial arts movie with uh, oh, Donnie Yen. Right. Definitely yeah. thought it was Ip Man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it's pronounced. I had to look and see how it's pronounced because, <laughs> well, I mean they say it in the movie, but I just kind of wanted to know what the consensus was on that. Okay. Um. But so Ip Man is uh, Bruce Lee's master. That's the guy who kind of taught Bruce Lee martial arts. Yeah. Um. So the movie is actually a semi biographical like. Obviously, it's a martial arts movie. There's going to be things that happen that aren't necessarily, like, probably completely accurate. But it talks about um, his time in Foshang, China in the 1930s. And so it talks about how Japan actually occupied China around that time and things like that. And so it's about him and how he lived with, you know, martial arts and things like that. It's really good. And it's a lot to do with the style of Wing Chun, uh, which is a really cool fighting style. I actually YouTube some stuff like after I watched it to like actually check it out. And so nice. they have all three of the movies on Netflix. There's a fourth one coming out this year at some point. And so that's that's where uh, Donnie Yen is known from is I believe is those movies. And uh, for those who don't necessarily know who he is, he was in uh, Rogue One. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, the 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 blind guy that was yeah. force sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So seeing that movie after seeing him in that one, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, this is where it's all at right here. But, um, but it's a very is not in English, right? No, it is not. I don't think they have dubs either. It's can't. It's actually Cantonese like language. I couldn't watch a dub. And then and then the Japanese actually like speak Japanese. So it's really fun to hear the two different languages because you're so used to hearing Japanese like when you watch anime and stuff. Right. But then you hear the Cantonese and it's like, oh, wow, like it's interesting. Hmm. It's a very artistic film based on like historical events. I, I recommend it. It's really cool. Okay. So cool. Yeah. I'm going to watch the other two at some point. Maybe not this week entirely, but I'm totally going to watch them. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot going on in the movie news outside of Disney's Marvel. What's going on, Shelley? Yeah, it's really interesting how the news for this week really connected in that sort of way. So uh, first bit of news I would say is New Mutants is the last um, Fox deal movie with X-Men, right? Right. Yeah. But... Disney website kind of messed up and they said <laughs> that New Mutants was a part of the MCU. They like How do you specifically make that said mistake? Yeah, they're like the same <laughs> part of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Um but I think someone, one of their um execs on Twitter like noticed it and they took it down immediately. So <laughs> like we gotta go in and fix that. I know. It'd be really, really cool if that was intentional or like maybe they've been wanting to sort of connect it with the mcu somehow mm-hmm. um but it's kind of hard to say at this point it, it would be weird because it would be the first x-men introduction into yeah. the Marvel Universe. i think it, it would be cool to introduce the concept of mutants somehow yeah i mean definitely they never use the word x-men in any of the trailer right they use mutants or the word yeah so mm-hmm. mutants very different language than all the other x-men movies so yeah i mean it's it's possible it'd be really cool um but it's just been a mistake deadpool will technically be the first introduction of mutants and Mm x-men to the marvel universe right with deadpool 3 making deadpool 1 and 2 canon oh yeah yeah everything's so weird I would love that Colossus in the MCU. That'd be so cool. <laughs> He'd work perfectly. Yeah. That Deadpool is going to be really interesting, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything. Captain America. Well, not, yeah, I was going to say it'd be fun to, if Chris Evans was still in there. He'd be like, watch your language. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird thing that's happening with Marvel and Disney and Fox and 
Sony. So one of our other news is the Morbius trailer finally came out. Yes. Yes. So that's one with Jared Leto. Um, Matt Smith, Indeed. I think, is in it too. Yeah. Yep. So it's about basically Vampire Man. I don't know how else to better say it. Yeah. I want to yeah, know I mean, he is how called part of Matt Smith is going to be. Because I saw the Doctor, and I was like, Doctor is just going to come up and for Doctor Who. Those wonders right, what's going yeah, on here. The <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's gonna saw a screwdriver, Morbius, and like wreck him. Yeah, that's what Doctor would do. Yeah. Um, he literally walks up. And that's all you see of him. But I was excited. Yeah, yeah the trailer looks pretty neat. I would say. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it looks pretty interesting. But the most interesting part of the trailer, I think, by far, is the last little scene. Yeah, little yeah. spoilery, but it's a trailer. So if you're worried about spoilers in a trailer, we're gonna talk about podcast. it. Okay, yeah, we gotta talk about this yeah. on this podcast. Michael Keaton says, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah, the and, vulture. Yeah, the vulture, which from is from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Kind of nuts. Yep. Um, they made sure to let us know that this was from the same people, and I'm like, yeah, hmm, yeah. Hold said, on, this now. is by the same maker as Venom and Spider-Man. Far from home. Or what's really know, weird though? Homecoming or one of the two, you know. Is both. Morbius walks by I think Jared Leto is perfect for Morbius, by the way. Um, yes. Yeah. This is like his role. But he walks by an image of Spider Man and it's like graffitied over with the word murderer. But it's Sam Raimi's Spider Man costume yeah. from mm-hmm. the Spider Man Sony video game. Yeah. One of my friends so who's weird. a really big Spider-Man fan like pointed that out to me, and I was like, "Seriously? Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like which Spider-Man is canon here? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Nuts. I don't really know what's happening, and we have no idea how much actual connection there is. But at the same, you're putting Michael Keaton there, putting him in there very intentionally, knowing that everyone else knows that he was the mm-hmm. Vulture in the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Yes. So maybe that's just gonna be a cameo. Like I, uh, oh, that that'd be insane if all that is is him just walking by and then Michael Keaton saying like, "Hey, you what's know, up, like, Doc?" And that's it. Changing sides or you know the comment that he makes. Honestly, that'd be and totally I'm, fine with me. I think this is just a cameo. This entire point okay. of this cameo like means that it's it's connected to the MCU. They're it's connected. I... Acknowledging the at least the Spider Man movies. I guess we can't go so far as say the entire MCU, but like making those movies have a real connection to the My these hunch other movies. is that he is at the end of the movie and Morbius kind of joins kind of a Sinister Six situation. Ooh, with, with Venom, maybe? Yeah, maybe with Venom maybe. and you got the vulture and we have is it Guardian. Not Scorpion, the reptile thing? Yeah, yeah, Scorpion. Scorpion. Uh, so you have them kind of like working on a team already. I could see that being the case. What I'm really curious about is how connected this will be to the Marvel Universe because my feeling is that it'll probably be kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the Venomverse is... Yeah. The MCU is part of the Venomverse, but the Venomverse yeah. is never talked about in the MCU. Yeah. But I kind of want Morbius and Blade to play together in some way. Oh. oh that'd be... Yeah, that'd be cool. So I don't know... Awesome. I, Blade is Marvel proper, so that'd be almost as cool as a Maximum Carnage movie. I'd be so down for that because yeah. the Morbius and Blade are very well connected as well. Mm-hmm. I so. think it would be worth them working on a contract for that, but mm-hmm. I mean, time will oh, tell. That'd be so sweet, yeah, yeah. I honestly think I, I think I'd be totally happy and fine with if exactly what you said they would do of having this connection that's not really mentioned in the MCU, but mentioned in. Yeah, like this Venom verse or whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it. I think it'd be totally mm-hmm. cool because you could just have like Spider Man like kind of doing his own thing. Um, but I don't know. It's all really cool. It's cool to see Disney and Sony playing nice after the whole mm-hmm. Spider Man mm-hmm. debacle, right? That was a huge thing. Um, yeah. I hear Tom Holland played a big part in that, though. I think from Drunkenly. what. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, just from, from what. I've read, yeah. It sounds like he's at a he was one night. of the people. <laughs> he's like, let's all be friends. Speaking of Tom Holland <laughs> and yeah. Venom, to our last bit of news, um, Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted movie <laughs> yeah. is still happening, despite how many directors have left. I think, I think six <laughs> have come and left. But they want the Venom director, which is why this is connected, 
they want, uh, I believe his name is Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer? Sorry, I'm not Fleischer sorry, sounds right. I think it's Fleischer. They want him to be the director for Uncharted. Cool. And it would be, yeah, Cody, you want to say? It would be really cool if he was Go in it. it. Because if the director for Venom gets all friendly with Tom Holland being Spider-Man, the power of Tom Holland, <laughs> y'all, if he can make we... Sony <laughs> and Disney be friends, you know, yeah. he can make some sort of connection happen with him and Venom in this whole Venom. The director being like, I've got to get Tom Holland in my movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think he could make it happen yeah. if this happens, of course. Again, this poor Uncharted movie has just been butchered when it comes to directors. <laughs> I don't know why. It kind of scares me. It just, I mean, I'm not very emotionally connected to Uncharted. Technically, I have Uncharted 4, but that's because it came with my PS4. I never played any of the others, and I haven't played that one. Ooh, that reminds <laughs> me. The collection for Uncharted is free on PS Plus right now. Oh. All, all three of them. Well, maybe okay. I should look into that. Anyway, I don't know how that gonna, movie's going to go, but if Ruben Fleischer is going to be the director... There could be opportunities, you know? Tom Holland's going to talk. Tom mm-hmm. Holland loves to talk. <laughs> Have another trivia night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's our news that's actually all about Marvel-related things, but not Disney. At least not yeah. directly Disney. We got a lot of Sony news, actually, today. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sony's really getting in it. Yeah. They should start buying things and... Make it so Disney doesn't get a whole uh, monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> there was talk of Sony like selling their TV side of things too in their movies. So like Sony Studios, it'd be kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Looking at it now, they're doing so well. Yeah. Anyway, we can go to TV. Awesome. Cool. What TV have you been watching, LJ? I've been watching more Your Lion April. Yeah. I think I'm... I'm in like 13 episodes, episodes now. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was one scene in particular that was just—it was so rough, man. Like, I'm just like, man, like this is so wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm it was 13 episodes in. It's not like—I mean, I still haven't got to like some of the bigger stuff that's probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're getting there, and just seeing uh, Kose grow as a character is really cool too. Oh, uh, it's. It's good. And I like how they're, you know, they have, there's not really, I feel like a lot of anime push the relationship thing so hard. It's like, this person needs to be with this person. Like, he's infatuated, but like, not in a way that I feel like every anime does. Like, they're not trying to push that part right away, I feel like. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. Like, I think it's, it's cool for a while. Like, they're working together and interacting together in such a way that the show isn't trying to make this relationship happen right away they're still talking and playing and things like that like yes he does have this infatuation but i love how they're not pushing that part too hard yeah 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 i mean y'all y'all have already seen it so y'all already know where that's going i don't think it's a very long either Mm -mm. yeah so yep like we talked about it last week there's 22 episodes and i'm definitely over halfway so sweet Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. What have you been watching, Shelly? I've started watching Cells at Work with my fans. Is it good? I watched the first episode. I've watched, we watched the first three or four episodes. It's not a super long show either. We Maybe we'll watch more tonight, actually. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it. It's a <laughs> it's it's a comedy um, that's about the human body. It'd be educational hmm. if it's you could read Japanese. It's very educational. Um, we kind of compared it. We said it's like a, it's an anime magic school bus, kind of. But yeah. it's only focused on the human body. Really? Diseases and different um, things that can happen to the human bodies that cells are related with. Um, man. It's Osmosis Jones, but you actually learn things. Exactly, right? I, I even Not mentioned the Dragon Ball Z kind like, of cell. If you watch Osmosis Jones, he's like, what is that? <laughs> what? Uh, I, I watched So that. good. Oh, that's such a, yeah. I, That's such a cool but Yeah, I'm really liking sales of work. I think what's also just been really nice for me is that I, I work at a biotech company, right? And we sequence B and oh, T cool. cells. Um, and now I finally get to really get more experience with what B and T cells do and sort of the purpose oh. of why you have a they are of the focus of the sort of immuno sequencing technology that my work does. So that's helped me get a better perspective on like 
my work and that's cool like so i've been that's i've been neat. a big fan of that um yeah it's really funny and they look like for like, those who don't know they look like people yeah and they're in a body that is like a city very osmosis jones in that way and then you're following usually a red blood cell yeah there's and red blood cell and the white blood cell white blood cell um, What's been hilarious for both me and my fiance is that we've already watched enough anime and played enough Fire Emblem to just recognize voices. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of voices from Fire Emblem in that show, which is really cool. cool. And Kirito played the bad guy in the first episode. It was really <laughs> weird to hear <laughs> Price Papenbrook be a bad guy. Oh, I didn't So know what that. is this on? Is this on Netflix? Hulu? This is on Netflix. Netflix. We're watching on Netflix. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is this like a new show? No. It's not new, but uh, I think it's new to Netflix. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. One of my other friends also has uh, started and I think finished it at this point. It was so funny because we just saw each other and we're like, like hey, have you watched Sounds of Work? And she's like, yes, I finished watching it. It's so good. So, if you <laughs> I'd like only seen it comedies, as like shorts on Facebook for the longest time. I know. And the platelets. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm a big fan of it so far. <laughs> I guess I'll, have to I'll watch check that one out too. Mm-hmm. I think it was bad. Cool. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I guess technically I didn't mean to, but I watched the second half of the first Witcher episode. Okay. I didn't mean to watch the okay. Witcher. And my friends were watching. I just kind of watched along with them, and now I'm kind of invested. But I don't know if I'm invested enough to actually go rewatch the first episode or watch more episodes Aww. myself. We'll see. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I guess I'll say that. From what little bit I saw. It's very funny. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a fun show, I feel like. For some reason, I just don't have the... In, I didn't have the incentive to keep watching it. Maybe mm. because I was watching other things. But it's one of those shows I'm just not in a hurry to like get all the way through. He started talking to his horse know. and I'm like, man, I really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really like the Witcher. Like, just that character alone. <laughs> I don't even care about anyone else right now. He's just... You, you already know he's a loner when he's talking to his horse. Yeah. I listened to an interview and they're like, was it weird to be talking to a horse? And he was like, no, not really. I talk to my dog all the time. Henry yeah. Cavill. <laughs> he's so cool. Good guy. He's a, yeah, that's he's a PC gamer. Cool. I have been watching Sons of Anarchy on Hulu. Ooh. Yeah. And it I've is... watched all of that show. You have? Uh-huh. Every episode, yep. It's. I'm only like five episodes in. Uh, it's way darker than I thought it'd be, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It it gets dark. It's like final seasons of Breaking Bad right out the gate. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, man, okay. There are some redeeming qualities. What my problem is with a lot of these shows is that there are redeeming qualities they want to show you that these characters have. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they keep going and doing the same thing. And, you know, they keep going to do the same bad stuff, which... I understand because I feel like to me, like that's very human. It's like, you know, there's these things we want to do better and we want to, we want to try doing and and be good at, but you know, we end up falling into our same habits and our same nature, you know? And so I feel like with the main character with Jax and Sons of Anarchy, that's very much his struggle. Mm -hmm. He would really want to change things, but he just ends up getting sucked back into it every time. Yeah. I don't know if I'll continue watching it or not. I, it's very, it could be very dark at times and kind of gross mm-hmm. at times. Um, they do some bad stuff, but well, I don't know. I, and, and I've been watching Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is super funny, very rated R comedy, but it's really funny. I canceled my DC subscription for net for Disney. It's some of the best like humor <laughs> in a cartoon that I've heard in a long time. It's, Oh man. Terrible show. Super funny, though. <laughs> uh, and that's all I've been watching, is that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll get to the news. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Hawkeye. Uh, it was kind of a roller coaster this week. We talked about it last week, that it was starting filming in July. And then mm-hmm. everywhere started saying that Hawkeye was delayed indefinitely. It was and, like the very next day. Yeah. And that's <laughs> not the case. It is still happening. You heard it here second. <laughs> uh, we're trying to figure out who it was from The Verge. Julia Alexander uh, from The Verge. She went and she asked Disney. And according to her words, the they vehemently 
denied it, uh, saying that that was completely inaccurate. So we are still getting Hawkeye as far as Disney's letting us know. Which, cool. They're filming in July. I feel like they would have said something by now. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Pan is getting a sequel uh, on sci-fi. They've had a lot of sequels. I remember, is it Hook? That's like yeah, Robin Hook Williams. Was the, Hook is a classic. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's like a weird like sequel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is about this isn't with Hook, but uh, Peter Pan sequel where Wendy is an adult and I, she's going to be the Lost Boys are involved. I don't know if they are going to be adults as well. Um, we really don't know much past that, but sci-fi is working on it. Sci-fi shows can be kind of hit or miss, so we'll see if it's any good or not. I think The Expanse was sci-fi, and that is doing really really well. Yeah, because then Amazon picked up The Expanse, right? Yeah. The sci-fi, or The Expanse is really good. Um, Mm. Other shows that sci-fi has done have not been good, so we'll see. Cool. And then Westworld Season 3 will be coming out March 2020, um, which I'm surprised. That's only a couple months away, and we don't have any trailers or anything for it. Uh, If you haven't heard me talk about Westworld before, it is a uh, very HBO-esque Game of Thrones type show. Uh, but it's this idea that the animatronic Westworld type of thing um, is put on steroids in the future. And so you have people that are robots, but they look and talk like people and you don't know the difference unless you basically like you could shoot one and it'll bleed. But if you shoot real people with these guns in the park, they don't bleed. Hmm. It's uh, kind of the first season was very westerny. And you really got to dive into that world. And the second season was very much more on the sci-fi side of things of who's a robot, who's not. And you got to kind of figure <laughs> out what was going on. Um, so I'm excited for season three. But do know that it's got a lot of gore, a lot of cursing. Uh, and at times it can be really heavy on the sexual stuff. It really wasn't super bad at first because you'd only see the nudity as the robot was decommissioned. Um, but then they had like this entire scene in a brothel, which was completely unnecessary. But HBO does what HBO does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want more and more there to be something between PG-13 and rated R that is like a little bit more gory, but no sexual content that's as showy. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe the gore could be like not as rated R, but it can still be a little bit more than PG-13. We need a middle ground. Yeah. It feels like you get both most of the time. It's like, oh, well, if we're having this, we got to also have this. Yeah. Like, yeah. PG-13 is often too goofy for me. And rated R is, like, too much for me. Like, I don't need that. I need just kind yeah. of a middle ground. It's like, even in Logan, like, they still had to throw content in that. And I'm like, come on, you don't need that for this. Like, yeah. It's unnecessary. I, yeah, yeah. Give me a middle ground. Yeah. We need to work on this. Geeks under grace for president. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the show. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nope. Um, I'm just very excited about our pledge drive coming up. Pledge drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So excited. March 5th. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, there's daylight savings we realized that we scheduled. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make it work. It'll be 72 hours. That's really more of a problem for us than I think it is anybody else. Because yeah. now we're like, oh, wait, we all work with different time zones and things like that. But it'll be fun. We'll make it through. We're gonna, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Shelly, you geeking out about anything else this week? Um, don't think so. I do have some news, though, before we go into the where to reach out us. Um, I'm actually yeah. going to be stepping back from the Twitch team, from the stream team. Because okay. life is busy, wedding planning is yeah. overwhelming, among other things. So um, I kind of had to like make this decision of like, okay, I need to, I need to kind of cut something. So I'm cut something down. Yeah. I'm staying on the podcast. I am definitely still going to be in the pledge drive because that's just a really, really fun time. But you will not be see me streaming weekly on the channel anymore, okay. at least for the time being. We'll see. I might come back, but at least for now, cool. it's just been a little too much. Okay. Right. And you'll be missed. I'm glad that you're still doing the podcast. 
Yeah. I'm really sad if everyone just starts leaving. I know that was your <laughs> yeah, thing. Well, yeah, you, I'm like. You know what though? It's like I've always tell people like no matter what when somebody's like, oh, I can't stream tonight or I can't do this tonight, and I like one thing I always tell is that people is that. You know, our bodies and our relationships and our families, just life is always number one. You know, we always love bringing content to people and to everybody on the Internet. But, you know, our own personal health is much more important. So it's like I've, I've said to people in the past, like, it's OK if you need to step back, you know, and breathe for a while. And yeah, definitely. Some of us are just so into it. We forget to. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just weird since I've, I've been on it for, mm-hmm. I think, since I was in high school and now I'm I've I've graduated college. That's kind of nuts. So, but yep. yeah, I definitely appreciate all the support there. Definitely. Remember, if you want to ask us questions, you can do so by going to hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or go to our Discord. There's a GUGCast questions channel. Uh, if you need access to the Discord, get a hold of us. We'll do that for you. Yep. And I believe that's it. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarheroLJ, and you can find me streaming on Friday nights on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. And you can find me on Instagram at CodyArmor. Keep quick gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye, y'all. Adios. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on.